We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local. It's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Jonathan Davis headlong into the fence. They're going to say he caught the baseball. Jonathan Davis is down. Randy Arozarena comes in and scores, but now all of the focus is on Jonathan Davis out in center field. My God, what an effort. Unbelievable play by Jonathan Davis. Did he hold on to the baseball? It looks like he did. The second base umpire said it was an out out there on the field. That might be the catch of the year. Yeah, no kidding. In all the baseball. It was the play of the night, according to the four-letter network. ESPN. I got to say, that might be one of my bigger pet peeves. The four-letter network? Calling it the four-letter network. The four-letter network. I was going to say CBSN. CBSN, HGTV, the four-letter network. USA? Uh, network? Mm, <laughs> no. No. MTV2? Law & Order rerun reruns today, by the way. All day? If you want something. SVU? For, yep. USA Network is weird right now because uh, they have wrestling twice a night, or twice a week, and they have Law & Order basically all the time. But then NBC Sports Network went away. So USA has picked up a bunch of the stuff that didn't get shuttled to NBC or Peacock. So USA will randomly have like indie qualifiers on like a Friday afternoon. Yep, it it interrupts that. It interrupts the marathon. Yep. Trying to watch I'm trying to watch a lazy Saturday, watch some SVU reruns, and all of a sudden an Atlantic 10 basketball game comes exactly. on. Exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't want to watch Davidson. What am I doing here? No way. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea here in the Lakeland University studios. Earned co-op credit for work experience at lakeland.edu. The Jonathan Davis catch came in the second inning of that game. After the first inning where Urias made a good catch too, but it wasn't a catch. But they didn't challenge it, so in the book it goes down as a catch. This one, Davis throws himself into the wall. Like head first. Imagine diving into a swimming pool and then there's no water in it. That's almost what it looked like just from a horizontal angle i mean he took a, he took a shot into that wall and hung on to the baseball and stayed in hung on to the baseball's hat yeah. went flying everything everything about that play 
It was a great play. And then so they, they stood out there for like 10 minutes trying to figure out what to do. And he just basically stood there like a statue. He didn't want to move. They had the cart ready if he needed to get carted off, but he stayed in for the rest of the inning and then was, you know, subbed out. You, you, why risk it, you know? There's no reason to risk it at that point. So I don't even know why they let him stay in to begin with. Just what are you doing? Just take him out. Take him out. So he comes out. It was the number one play, Tim, on SportsCenter's top ten plays. Yeah, top ten plays. The four-letter network. The four-letter network. Because we always say when there's a highlight, you'll be seeing that one on the highlight reels tonight. And then who watches the highlight reels? But I saw the top ten for SportsCenter, and I was hoping to see Jonathan Davis up there at number one. It must have been a light night for sports because there were several soccer goals on there. Uh, that, in the catch, top 10. that catch might be the catch of the, the year. In all of baseball? Yeah. It was extended. I mean, it was over. I, I'd like to. I'd like to see you know some other, you know, at the end of the in, at the end of September when they go through the catch of the year. Yeah, top like plays to of the some, month. I'd like to see some of the nominations for well, catch of the year. It's not a good start because it, we can't be talking about a catch of the year if it wasn't the number one play on Sports Center last night. And the so number it's moved on. Well, the number two play. Once I saw the number curious. two play, no, the number two play, no. <laughs> the number two play was from women's lacrosse. There's a world championship going on, and your Canadians had a beautiful like whip around goal against my Americans. So Tim Shea, born in Canada, a month prior. Can I ask you more about that? Go right if ahead. you don't want me to, I won't. No, go right ahead. Your parent, your parent, you lived in Milwaukee at the time. Your parents did. Yeah. And they took a vacation to Vancouver, mm-hmm. and your mom was eight months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Aren't you not supposed to fly? Uh, now you're not supposed to. I mean, back then, I mean, this was the '80s, so they didn't really have that. Oh, rule. so there were probably there were probably people smoking next to her too. I, uh, I maybe. Oh, geez. I'm sure she asked for a uh, non-smoking seat on a plane. Yeah, on a plane. Yeah. I'm sure that did anything. I, non-smoking. Non-smoking I sections are the That was wild. Remember that? Like in smoking bars and restaurants? Smoking or not. Smoking or not. Well, non, but I'm sitting in a booth, and then the booth behind me is smoking. <laughs> what invisible shield is going to stop this yes. secondhand smoke? Yes. Smoking or not? Nah. nah. Outside, on. please. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's one thing. You smoke in bars, you smoke in restaurants. Smoking on an airplane just seems like the dumbest. Like, I still. How I, that was allowed? I, I. Look, I advocate for masks on airplanes. COVID or not, we're just breathing each other's air like that. So close. It's disgusting. Hey, you guys like to breathe in other people's germs. That's up to you. I'd. Disgusting. I gotta sit next to someone I don't know and just suck in their air all night. I'm gonna be making out with them. We could smoke on planes. Doesn't that even seem like a like a like a hazard? I mean, I'm not even supposed to have my phone on because it can mess up with the GPS tracker. And you could smoke on planes. Yeah. So your mom, eight months pregnant, took a trip to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Was this like their baby moon? Like, I don't know what. It like was. they were. They weren't. 
I, sure, a baby moon. What? What's a baby moon? Oh, people take baby moons. Did you take one? Mm, we went on like a no. Okay. You you baby moon is one last vacation like from one the last baby. trip before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, I guess if that's what you want to call it. Yeah. So maybe it's a baby moon. And there was no possibility that she might have you. I um, no. Wow. So she must have felt pretty pretty good about the whole thing. I mean, I didn't go in depth with the story. I mean, if you want me to. Yeah. Well, you were born in Canada on a vacation. There's more to the story? What's more to the story? No, there, isn't. there really isn't. And then they had birth in a Canadian hospital, yep, and, and then, the health care was probably free. Then about three days later, I went to, uh, I was going to say Vancouver, uh, Dondo, Seattle. Seattle? Just so American hospital, I guess. I okay, and then you went to an American hospital, and then they came back with a baby. Yep. Oh, wow. Did they buy like a shirt? All I got on vacation was this shirt and a and a baby and a baby <laughs> picture of me. Yeah, wow. My mom always tells a story where they went on a road trip when she was like eight and a half months pregnant, and they made her sit in the back, and she was like squished. Oh, so like pregnant my, with you? Yeah. So like my brain <laughs> must have got squished. <laughs> if you're ever wondering. What the deal is. Uh, that might be the deal, if you're ever wondering. Poor Bart. Yeah. Some odds came out yesterday for all the different quarterbacks in the league, some over-unders, if there's any that you're curious, and I'm happy to share them with you. All of them. Touchdowns, interceptions. Oh, yeah. But there's no – so I'll tell you some of these odds. They do not have any odds right now for Atlanta quarterback situation. They drafted Desmond Ritter, and they have Mariota. Mm-hmm. Carolina, I mean, yeah. Who is Carolina's quarterback? Uh, Sam Darnold still. Okay. Who did they draft? Howell? Did they yeah. draft Howell? No, that was Washington. Washington. Who did Carolina get? Anybody? Um. Oh. You're so invested in these him. things, and then the moment they're done, you blanks. They drafted somebody, because they have Sam Darnold, and then they drafted. Pittsburgh's odds aren't up. They have Kenny Pickett and uh, Mitch. Seattle's going to be between Geno Smith and Drew Locke. The Giants don't have odds, even though you know people like Daniel Jones' renaissance, but no odds there. Cleveland, no odds, because what's going to happen with Watson and then uh, Baker Mayfield situation? He could still get traded, but there doesn't seem to be anything moving on that front. It, does, it sounds like Watson's going to get suspended for a long time. A full year? Maybe. Like indefinite, at least a year? I mean, they can't. They can't have him play. They can, at least without a suspension. Matt Carroll. Oh yeah. From Ole Miss. Okay. So those teams don't have odds out. So the odds for top five in passing yards: Herbert, Brady, Mahomes, Prescott, Carr, and Stafford. So a tie, I guess. For passing touchdowns: Brady, Herbert, Mahomes, Prescott, Josh Allen, Stafford. For rushing yards, uh, Lamar, Jalen, Josh Allen, Fields, and Trey Lance. And for interceptions, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Davis Mills, and Zach Wilson. Now, Rodgers isn't in the top five of any of these categories. Of course, he's not going to be in the top five for interceptions. His interception over-under is six right now. And Aaron Rodgers statistically, as I'll pull up his uh, you know his all-time stats, to kind of see where he's in line with. Because the, the, the one thing that I'm interested in is 
Where do the odds makers, even with the 17th game like we had last year, but where do they think his stats will line up comparative to what they have been now that Devontae's gone? So you're taking away Devontae Adams. Do you think the stats will be in line with what they were with Devontae Adams, or do you think there's going to be a massive regression? So they put six interceptions for the over-under. I think with Rodgers, even though it's six, I think you always got to take the under on interceptions. I think you all, I mean, he doesn't throw them. You won't throw them. And now throwing to guys that you might trust less than Devontae, I think he's going to be more cautious with them than more risk uh, taking. He only threw four last year, five the year before that, four the year before that, two the year before that. Last time he threw six was 2017 when he didn't even play the full year and they brought him back. It was against Carolina and then he was just trying to, you know, throw his way back into the game they had lost. So that was already a mess, but uh, yeah, I would take the under on that and that would go right in line with what he's done. Touchdowns 32 and a half is the over under for him. He had 37 last year, 48 the year before, and then 26 and 25 touchdowns could be interesting. You could see less touchdowns, but still, I think that's a pretty, I mean, if you're a Packer fan, you're probably just going to take the over anyway. What was really stood out to me was yards. Because with the way the Packers offense is now, you lost Devontae Adams, you're going to think they're going to focus on the run more. Right? A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones might just be the best running back tandem in the league. There's others we can look at. I think Dallas pretty excited about a Pollard-Zeke timeshare. You know, because as Zeke kind of is less impactful, Tony Pollard is looking better and better. But I, you know, I like I like the Packers situation with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. So his yards over under are four forty two hundred and a half. You know, you got to put the half in there, forty two hundred. If you look at what Rodgers threw last year in seventeen games, it was well, he was out with Jordan Love that that game, and then didn't play the second half against Detroit. But forty one hundred yards, and the year before that in sixteen games, forty three hundred yards, four thousand the year before that, forty four hundred the year before that. So they're saying that without Devontae, Rodgers will end up with more yards even, which I think is interesting. I still think that there's production from the wide receivers and from the passing game. It's not like Rodgers is just going to throw 10 times a game. You're not going to see Mac Jones games where he throws the ball three times like New England did against Buffalo. But I just think it's interesting that basically it's unchanged. Basically the stats are unchanged. You take Devontae Adams away and everyone thinks the Packers are not going to be as good, that the passing game is not going to be as effective. The NFC North is up for grabs now. They're not the true contender in the NFC. You take Devontae Adams away and all of your chances at the Super Bowl are gone. Yet you think Aaron Rodgers' production is going to be the exact same when it comes to the odds. So that that's very interesting. I think that it could be on track. I really think they're going to – I think Aaron Jones is going to be – I mean, he's already had a coming out party. NFL Network this week showed when he had four touchdowns rushing against Dallas in 2019. He's already had his coming out party, but, man. And it's uh, it could be it could be a contract year for him. He's under contract, but there's like a out situation. Man, it could be uh, – it could be interesting. With Aaron Jones. So those are, those are Rodgers over-unders. 32 and a half for touchdowns, six picks, and 4,200 yards, which is more than he had a season ago. 414-799-1250. You can tweet us 1250 AM.
the fan on Bart that is the handsome and adorable and ever charming reflection of myself, Bart Winkler. But then that over there is Tim Shea. Did you think I was complimenting you? I did. Yeah. You're a nice guy. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. That's Tim Shea. I'm Bart Winkler. We had a little lunch outing yesterday. Fourth base, National Avenue. You enjoy yourself? I did. I did. It was good times. Yeah, and I bought uh, Tim a gift. Yes. I bought those Hanger Walgreens cards. You didn't want to keep any, though. You're uh, not into cards? No one that really interested me. Well, there weren't. we didn't get any good cards. No. We just bought those Walgreens hangers and, and then, like, old and then, cards. And then you got the, you know, the pack that you could open inside yeah. the pack. Yeah. And I had those old time players and one with a bunny rabbit or something. Yeah, you got you got I, I, you got what, what were those called? I might I might oh. sue Walgreens. You got that was a junk pack. Yeah. That was garbage. A bunny rabbit. Yeah, I don't know what happened what was, there. What's that all about? I got a Manny Pena. Yep. Dan Plesak. Oh, I got a Dan Plesak Donruss ninety, which I already had like fifteen of. Mike Kirkhoff? Mike Kirk. No, we From, thought we got the CBS <laughs> yes. guy, but he did not pitch for the Giants Mike in 89. Mike right? Kirko? Mike Kruko. I got a Nestor Cortez card from the uh, Mariners before he was a Yankee. And I'm looking on eBay, and I can get uh, I can get like 10 bucks for that. Whoa. <laughs> you know, the problem with eBay is I do have some of these cards, and I look on eBay to see what I should what I could sell them for if I just want to sell them on eBay. I don't grade any of my cards. I just, I tell people, hey, it's a card. It's, you know, general wear and tear. If you want it, though, here you go. You know, because some people just collect for that. What's the most valuable card you think you have? I don't know. To you? Not, to me, I none of them. None? None no. of them mean anything to me. Okay. I like I like the collection. I like the, the greater, the sum, the parts. You know what I'm trying to say. I like the collection. I don't care about the individual cards. But when you look on eBay, it's like, Oh my God! This card that I have, I pull. I can get for this guy selling it for ten. 
This guy's selling it for 17. This guy's selling it for 20. But then if you look, it's no bids. And then there's what this guy's selling it for 99 cents. 20 bids. There's always one guy. And I don't know how they profit off of it. Whatever. Uh, Dustin's in Racine. Dustin, 414-799-1250. I think I got a uh, signed J.J. Hardy rookie card somewhere. I don't know. What wow. is that worth? It's probably more valuable to J.J. than it would be to anybody else. <laughs> I don't know. I love J.J. He, he was he a was, uh, fine player. J.J. Hardy. Uh, we had... Do you know his other nickname in Milwaukee? I lived up there at the time. Can you uh, say JJ, it? Her, JJ Herpy. Oh, no. Yeah. Yikes. He went around, I guess. Well, you're a baseball player in Milwaukee, young. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Just, you know, don't wrap it up. Whatever. Have uh, a good time. What's up? <laughs> um, so, with the whole Rodgers thing, I'm I'm wondering, what, what do you think, like, a top – three defense will do to his production. I mean, if the, if the other offense is going three and out the whole time, don't you think he'll have, you know, he'll have way more time to be on offense and chuck it down the field. So I feel good about the yardage going up, maybe the touchdowns. I think the interceptions with all the rookie receivers and everything might be up too. I might go on the over on that. But, uh, yeah, I think the defense will really affect how much time he has on offense. So we'll see. You know, if I'm Rodgers, because I, I assume the defense is going to be very good. So let's say let's say he is on a team with a top three, top five defense, and you think you only need to score twenty points a game or something. You know, I'm just I'm I'm going out there. I'm I'm work, I'm playing at like seventy percent. You know, I'll hand the ball off here. I'll drop back, hit this guy for five yards. You know, I'm just gonna like save my body for the playoffs the whole time. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not busting as as hard as I need. or or I throw three touchdowns right away, and then I sit out for the fourth quarter. He could have a pretty smooth year if this defense really delivers. Oh, we got to remember last year they had, I think, the worst first quarter efficiency in the league. They started off slow every single game, so I yeah. don't know why that would change. Yeah, well, if, if well, if the defense is better, I and get a turnover, get a stop. I don't know. I don't know either, but uh. I think I have my song ready to go. I'm, I think I'm going to record it next week. I talked to my buddy around the corner who's got, like, the vocal booth and everything. So it's going to be very professional sounding. How uh, long do you think you're – because you're doing a Scrub-A-Dub song, right? Yeah. I think uh, I think next week we're going to have it recorded. And then um, the tough part is getting all, like, the information in the verses. That's, that's what I've had a hard time. I got the car sound. I think I've got the first verse, but – you know, I want to throw in, like, the hard-to-say, easy-to-use, and the, you know, $13 and everything. So well, once you get – I'll part. tell you, like, one if you get if you get over, like, 90 seconds, then it might be – like, 90 seconds is a good sweet spot. Yeah. I'm I don't need, like, it, a four-minute ballad. You don't want me to get to the end with, like, the whole chorus singing? If you want to do the whole song, yeah. I can play it maybe one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then that on replays, sense. I can do it, like – in four minutes. That's a long time. Yeah, no, I got you. Um, what's what's what would be the best way to get that to you? Ah, oh, geez, email me at. Uh, I can find it online. It's Winklerbart at Gmail is my email. Wink. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I'll get it's it to you line. as soon as I can. It's not. It's not like my my email is hot rod 
Protector 69 <laughs> at Hotmail. Butthead69 at AOL.com. Yeah. My email is, it's a Hotmail one from high school. It's called Bart the Virgin 18 at Hotmail.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then when you were 19, you got that taken care of, I hope. Uh, I might start the same email, but that's not, that's not the point. All right. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll get it to you as soon as I can. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. (laughs) There There it is. He starts laughing and the coughing begins. I can't laugh. No. That was entertaining, to say the least, but good call. Great call. Steve's in Germantown. Steve. What's up, Bart? Hey, bud. Are you sure that email wasn't Bart the Virgin 420 at com or Hotmail? I did not do 420. <laughs> I was an anti-drug. Okay, okay. I was an anti-drug club, Steve. I would uh, uh, never have put 420 in my there email. Was a, there, was, there was a club you had. There was an anti-drug club. Oh yeah, I was an anti-drug wow. clubs. Yep. That's fantastic. We should have more of that in this. Uh, in well, I I have brought this up, but I was in a club in junior high, and I was the only one in that club that actually practiced what we preached. There you go. Well, hey. Many other people would get high and then come to the club because <laughs> there were free donuts. See, when I was in high school, the teachers, all the stores, they would be like, hey, so, you know, all these are, I mean, hey, Brad, did you want a Taco Bell for lunch? That was always the code word. Oh, yeah, Taco Bell. That was, yeah. that was great. So, yeah. good times. Yeah, I Taco Bell Bucks for agency quick. Uh, yeah. I was listening to about an hour, half hour ago with the caller. I think his name was Jay. He's talking about Obama. I think that's actually a really good call. Um, Obama, I think he would do and fit very well with his Bucks team. Um, not so many people know this, but his like I think he shot almost. Did he shoot close to forty percent from three last year? I think he did. Oh, I'd have to look that up. I mean, it was it was in between like thirty four and like forty percent. I'm pretty sure his it was definitely, uh, it was three well point average. percentage last year was thirty eight percent. Yeah, there you go. I mean, and I think Brooks shot like thirty two last year in the you know, limited games he had. But if you can get a guy with that athleticism who can block shots and isn't afraid to rebound, right? I mean, if he can hit two, three uh, uh, long range uh, shots a game, that's fantastic. Well, I would like Brook. I would like Brook in like break glass in case of emergency role. Like a Brook in the regular season does not need to be playing thirty minutes a game. I agree, and I, I think with the caller mentioned, right, maybe even you said that where Bamba could fulfill those regular season minutes, play 25, 30 minutes a game for the 75, 82, whatever he's available for. And then when the playoffs come, you get a healthy brook like you did last year, you know, for this past uh, season. So I think it wouldn't be a bad idea. Now, I'm looking at other guys. I'm not sure if he's a free agent, but I've always kind of been enamored with uh, the Spurs center, Jakob Pertl. He's one of the most um, efficient pick-and-roll finishers in the league. The guy is. He's fantastic around the rim. He just sees guys. He just he probably shoots, he, <laughs> he shoots like, six, like 65% at the rim. And he finishes with ease. Great. He's great at setting screens. He rebounds just as well as Bamba does. Maybe he doesn't block shots, but you know what? That's what you got Giannis for. I don't know. I, you got to expand your uh, your ideas in this thing. You can't just look at one guy and say, well, we got to target him. If we can't get that one guy, then we're out. you got to have a backup plan, and I think Pearl could be that backup potentially. I like him a lot. I, I just Pearl is under contract uh, this year for nine three and then a free agent but the spurs i mean the spurs look like they're tanking so and that's kind of what i'm saying they're, they're unloading so i mean if you can you know get him and prime away from from the spurs 
that might be a better option than Bamba. Like I said, I don't know what the Bucks are thinking from that uh, standpoint. If they stick with Brooke and Bobby, which I think is probably going to be the most likely case. But if they venture outwards, if you can't get Bamba, I mean, maybe make a trade for Pearl. There's, there's other centers in this league. Another name, Isaiah Hartenstein, out in uh, the Clippers in the last year. Yeah, yeah. He played some solid backup minutes. You know what? We need that type of um, that type of player off the bench because we didn't have it last year. He definitely didn't. Bobby Portis is not a backup center, in my opinion. He's not. He fulfills a much different role. He's a better shooter than than Paul Lopez and a center would be. So you can get a guy like Hartenstein, Pirtle, Bombo. Those are just three names out there that I think that would do very well in the system. Yeah, that's good call, Steve. Those are some interesting names. We'll see what happens. Uh, free agency starts today at 5, if it hasn't technically started for some of these teams already. But certainly a lot to talk about. We'll continue to do that. 414-799-1250. You could tweet us, 1250 AM, the fan. I'm Bart, that's Tim. We're coming up. 1250 AM, the fan. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. Paul Emig. Yeah. Is this your new bumper music? I don't know. No, seriously. Is this like every morning at 8.30 they play Falling Away From Me by Korn? Not every morning, but it's throughout the day, yeah. I mean, it's a banger. Yeah, I don't I don't put it in. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I approve of this one. Yeah, no, Korn. Yeah. Yeah. When you think Bart Winkler, you think corn. When I hear Bart Winkler, I think beating me down, burning yeah. me, burning me down, down into the ground. Yeah, that's that's the Bart Winkler show. Absolutely true. Paul Emig, our good, it good buddy. It vibe. Good, man. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you uh, recovered from the beating we took at AEW last week? We were sitting front row and wrestlers flew right into us. Uh, no injuries were sustained. Oh. So which made it which made it a fun experience, didn't it? Well, yeah, but they didn't really show the full thing on TV. No, I think the the cell phone view was, yeah, taking the brunt of it. Yeah, because we were right there, and so you recorded a little more than I did, but then we had that action. I yeah, like that. I, your... Yeah, I put a video of uh, Moxley and Jericho fighting. Yeah, and then people but could see up... like, but people could see. Because wrestling's weird. Because when sometimes it's so up close that obviously they're not hitting the guy in the head. So sometimes it like that's what people say is fake. Like he's not really punching him. But then there's some things in wrestling, like AEW last night. I don't know if you caught it yet. Nope. Oh, I mean it, they did their blood and guts thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So very violent. Yes. Very. So sometimes it's like, oh, it's fake. These guys. But sometimes it's like just short of homicide. Uh, insane. Yeah, especially in AEW. Not so much WWE's PG content, but AEW's—they uh, go there for sure. No, AEW does not. You don't have a good match in AEW unless one guy's bleeding profusely. <laughs> yes. They love blood in AEW. There's only one one bleeding situation this past Sunday on pay per view, and that was Moxley in the main event. So they, but there was an unfortunate concussion. It seemed a reported concussion. Oh, okay. Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Oh no, uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. So we got free agency tonight. And I'm so excited. This is the best time of year. NBA free agency. Well, it's exciting. No, 
No, no, it's it's amazing. Don't sell it short. I I just feel like this year the the you know the class isn't as good. I don't think there's a lot of suspense or drama. I don't know what well, the Bucks can really even do. Oh well, it's a good thing I have a whole series of questions prepped for you. Oh, good. Okay. Bucks related even, but oh. I mean like I don't know how geeked up casual NBA fan might get for the DeJounte Murray Trey Young backcourt duo, but that trade was awesome. I was even I had a good thirty minutes of dialogue about the Monte Morris for Contavious Caldwell Pope uh, trade yesterday between the Wizards and the Nuggets. So I mean it depends how far into your NBA nerddom nerdery a person might get, but no man, this is this is great. I'm all for it. Yeah, we didn't really break down that uh, trade for 30 minutes today. I did talk about how Ish Smith is on 13 different teams now, and growing up, I wanted to be someone like that who had a lot of different jerseys they could put in their rec room. Dude, that's an, you know that's an NBA record now. 13 is the new record. He was tied with 12 teams, and now he's in first place alone playing for his 13th. That is pretty wild. That's awesome. I mean, that's a great piece of trivia. Ish Smith, most well-traveled NBA veteran. He was on the Bucks in, like, 13. Was it, was it 2013? I was going to say more like 2010, but yeah, good good recollection. Or, well, or I'm recalling from reading Wikipedia 45 minutes ago. Yeah, I'm glad he's checked the bucks off of his list because that's an important one to get. Absolutely. So of what do you got, what do you got the... for me, Polly? Well, you want to do some bucks-related mm-hmm, mm-hmm? Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. Do you want to play, Shay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, with the bucks? I'll let, I'm going to set this one out. Oh. I, I have to do some stuff. Oh, I just sure. saw the hotline ringing. You, yeah. You're busy? I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tim, Tim's, but we got, he's Is got that okay? Produce. May I, may I set this one out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. you. Well, you'll be missed. Mm-hmm. You will be missed. If we can get Toby on the hotline, I will, tra- I will, I'd like to get his take eventually on Johnny Davis, Monte Morris with uh, the presumably newly re-signed Bradley Beal. So we'll do that next week, maybe. Well, yeah, right now, Toby's on vacation, and he is uh, he's checked out, checked out, of the, as it should be. You take a vacation, well, you should be checked he out. His, he got his Terry McLaurin news yesterday, so he should be, like, cloud nine. Well, yeah, and he just traded for uh, Monte Morris. Yeah. Yeah. And Will Barton. And Will Barton, which those two guys are already, like, the same guy anyway. Sure. Well, okay, so I'm going to start with this one. I don't know if you've hit this news yet. Kemba Walker is a free agent. Yeah. He did do a buyout with the Detroit Pistons after the draft night trade from New York. You want Kemba on the Bucks for the minimum? Mm-hmm or mm-mm? Uh, you know, these minimum questions are so hard because it's the minimum. It's more about the roster spot, right? Like, are you willing to give one of your 15 roster spots to him, or do you want to give it to, you know, some young young player who's going to develop and may never play, but at least, you know, isn't potentially extremely washed up like Kemba may be? Well, Kemba had that problem. Uh, there's a – seems to be a curse that if you play point guard for the Celtics, you just turn into someone who sucks. Especially if you're undersized. Like, Isaiah Thomas was, what, five – Nine, maybe Kemba's five eleven, yeah, or maybe just tiny point guards in the NBA just don't last. Uh, I mean, I think with any of these guys that the Bucks, if there's a report that says the Bucks signed Kemba Walker to a minimum, I'll say, you know what? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. I'm not. That wouldn't excite me. Is this like the Julio Jones Packers equivalent, where you're like, you know, like it's a name and it's like it's got some 
it's got some pizzazz to it. But then you're like, well, wait a second, but isn't that player like bad now? Is, is I mean, is that a fair equivalency? Oh, uh, I want Julio Jones. I mean, there's probably a really good reason that he's still a free agent come <laughs> yeah, cause July. Yeah, because he's, he's waiting for the Packers to call him back. That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, you know, I'm going to say, mm mm-hmm, Yeah, no Kemba to the Bucks. I, I mean, the Knicks, by the way, who had a $9 million contract with Kemba Walker, had to give away the 12th pick in the draft to get rid of of Kemba Walker at nine million. This wasn't like Russell Westbrook at forty-seven million or John Wall at forty-five million. Kemba at nine million was such a bad contract that they had to give up a lottery pick to dump him. I mean, the question you ask yourself is like, do you want to give those minutes to George Hill or to Kemba Walker? Like, how much of an upgrade, if it's even an upgrade, is Kemba on George Hill or oh, on the God. yet to be named? You know that's well. I think George Hill. I don't. I don't think he should be in the league anymore. But so I'd take yeah. Kemba over Hill. So I mean, that, and is that the best upgrade you can do? Um, I'm gonna say Mm-mm, as well. I he's a he's a name. Like he's a good name. It was not that long ago that he was a really good player, and that people were saying the Charlotte Hornets were crazy to let him leave and to not give him the super max at the time. And what four years later, he's being traded with a draft pick to get rid of him and then a minimum free agent guy. So, yeah, I'll say mm-mm, but that, that news did come out about 40 minutes ago that Kemba Walker's a free agent now. I just thought I might tempt you with that one. All right, question number two. The Kings, after giving up draft assets, let me let me, let me restate this. Rami Makloff's Sacramento Kings God. gave up draft assets for Dante DiVincenzo and then did not give him an offer making Dante an unrestricted free agent. Bring Dante back to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Uh... Let me add in that if you do this, you basically have enough salary cap availability. Not cap, but like, you know, some of the taxpayer mid-levels and things like that, where you can really make one swing this offseason on a player that's not currently on your team. So... You know, no. you'd have to decide that that move is Dante. So Dante back to the Bucks. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. I would say mm-mm. Okay. So you know, people were like going through all the what ifs during the playoffs. Well, what if what if Chris Middleton's the only what if? Because then we win. Uh, what if you didn't get rid of Boogie? Probably still lose. What if you didn't trade Dante? You probably still lose. Would Dante have won them a series against Boston? Well, just another guy out there to shoot 23%. I think the question is, though, does that take away then from George Hill having to play? Because the one thing that Dante DiVincenzo had, even as a rookie. Oh, Bud was, was going he, down with the ship with George Hill. See, but I don't know if I agree with that because even as a rookie, when the Bucks were a good, a very good team. Dante was playing. He was like the sixth man in his rookie year, Dante was. And so he kind of had that bud trust and whereas javon carter clearly didn't so i mean is that a big enough of a swing that you're playing and by the way let's let's not let's not skate around it like when dante came back from his injury in january or december or whenever that was mid-season he was not playing well at all and clearly he didn't impress the kings enough to even you know even though they gave up draft capital for him it still wasn't enough so he's not had a good six seven months on the court coming back from his injury. 
Um, but I don't know. So you're, you're, you're leaning mm-mm, no no Dante reunion. I I. I... I, I am leaning to no. I am leaning no. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree again. Unfortunately, I'm a but I, it is a slight lean, a slight lean towards mm-mm, and I think that's because you know is can they do but more? But again, if, they, if they've now it's the option. I mean, is is the option Dante and then nobody else, or is the option Dante and George Hill? Is George well, Hill really gonna be on this team next year? I think we'll know a lot more in the next 48 hours because the Bucks are going to do some stuff. They're going to George they, I would like George Hill more if George Hill liked basketball more. The guy I mean is, just the guy looks like he doesn't care when he's out there and and he plays like it. So how am I supposed to assume anything different? Who would you rather have? George Hill or Kawhi Leonard? Oh, George Hill. Yeah, clearly. You know they were traded for each other. <laughs> On draft night, what? Um, the Pacers, yeah, the Pacers could have drafted Kawhi Leonard and traded that pick to the Spurs for George Hill. Wow, good times. That's your George Hill trivia for the day. All right, uh, let's go to this one. So we we're talking about like what players they could acquire. There is a report, a good legitimate report, linking the Bucks, the Nets, and the Mavericks to the three final destinations for 35-year-old center JaVale McGee. You want that to be the move the Bucks make. They're going to sign JaVale McGee to a two-year deal. It sounds like it'll take a multi-year offer. So let's call it two years and $9 million for your boy JaVale McGee to the Bucks. Mm-hmm or mm-mm that that would make you happy and excited. Well, I do like ja- JaVale McGee. I still think he is. I still think he has reasonable minutes in him. Um, I got to tell you, though, we were talking earlier about Mo Bamba. That question's coming up next. And so I'd rather have a guy like Mo Bamba. I'd rather take youth over age at this point. We got I enough age. Them. Even our core guys are, like, older. Milton's yeah. 31. Drew's 32. We're in their 30s now. And then I got Wes Matthews here. I got Brooke Lopez. I got uh, George Hill, I guess. Like, I, I, What's going to excite me is somebody that's younger, athletic, Somebody that it looks like, because too often in that playoff series, it looked like we were going uphill, Celtics were going downhill. I, it looked so hard for us to do anything. So mm-hmm. I, I need youth over experience, I think, with, with the moves I want to see. So I'm going to say no to JaVale McGee. I like JaVale McGee. If that's what they end up with, I'll be, I mean, I can, I can advocate for that, but he's another guy that's old. Yeah, and that's kind of what it feels like when you get these these teams like the Bucks are in. I mean, Giannis is, of course, still in the prime of his prime. But, yeah, Middleton and Drew being in their 30s and a lot of the core around them being in their 30s. I think Connaughton is 30 at this point, um, who we can talk about as well if you want. But I am going to say, you know, teasing the next question you already mentioned, I, I would much prefer, like, a 24-year-old Mo Bamba, who's obviously accomplished far less in the NBA than JaVale McGee has, but getting some of that youth and some of that potential of, well, what could this guy develop into? I mean, kind of like what they did with Portis two years ago. It's kind of where Mo Bamba is at in his career. It's kind of where Portis was two years ago. Can can Mo Bamba come in and change his career trajectory the way Bobby Portis did? So if if it was like JaVale McGee or, you know, a Serge Ibaka or, you know, I, I clearly would rather JaVale McGee at that point. But I am going to say, mm-mm, because... 
Mo Bamba to the Bucks. Let's do it. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Yeah, I got to say mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, now, what's what's the salary situation going to be like? Well, I, I mean, the, what the Bucks can realistically offer is not much. It's Again, it's very comparable to when they first brought in Brooke Lopez, which was a one-year, like, $3 million deal. When they first brought in Bobby Portis, which is a very similar. So, I mean, it would basically be a, hey, Mo Bamba, come here for a year. Make your, you know, renew your value, prove to the league that you can play, which does two things. If Mo Bamba was to come in and do that, he can either then do what Portis did and do what Lopez did, which was after after a couple years, then re-sign and you know and get that fifty million dollar contract from the Bucks, like Lopez did, and then it sounds like Bobby Portis is going to. Or if Mo Bamba has a good year and doesn't want to wait that extra year for the long-term extension in Milwaukee, then Mo Bamba can leave next offseason and use his value that he accrued in Milwaukee, you know, in one year. So. It would, you know, you're talking one year, three, four million dollars, Bart. It would not be the Bucks don't have the ability to offer more. So it would have to be Mo Bamba saying, "Yep, the you know the, the Bucks are a good franchise. I can grow there. I can learn there. I can up my value there." So it's it's not a big commitment. The, the Bucks can't offer a big commitment. It would have to be the one year, you know, three ish, four ish million dollar range. Well, yeah, I would be excited about Mo Bamba. I mean, great layout guy that can come here and. You know, basically try out for the rest of the league and then get a really good environment to do that. And I think especially, I mean, with Giannis. And he's look, I, I think what they need to do if they're going to get another big man is keep Brooke Lopez fresh for when you need him. I don't want Brooke Lopez to be playing 30 minutes a night in the regular season. There's no need for it. Yeah. So if you can get another guy that could come in here, and we were just looking, uh, Stephen Germantown, uh, Germantown called, and – 38% three-point shooter. I mean, yeah, tall guy that can shoot threes. Isn't that what you kind of want out of that position? So, yeah, keep him active. See if there's a bigger role for him. Keep Brooke fresh. I think that's a fit. I, I would like it. Yeah, I'm definitely mm-hmm in that as well. I don't know if I have my hopes up. I saw Toronto and the Lakers. Yeah, that's the thing. To Mo Bamba. Um, so we might have to go down the more 35-year-old JaVale McGee route or the Izzy Washed Kemba route. Um, if guys like Mo Bamba think that they can revitalize their careers elsewhere. But again, all he has to do is look towards what Bobby Portis did, you know, whose career was not going great after four years, came to Milwaukee and is um, beloved here and probably about to get $49 million from the Bucks. So we're on the same page. Which to Yet me, again, Paul, is all that I care about this weekend. Is what, Bobby? It's Bobby or Bust for me. I, I think he's coming back. I think he wants to come back. He's still been hanging around Milwaukee. I, I don't see a reason that... I mean, even another team gives him $10 million more, you average that out, it's $2 million a year, you know, some taxes. I think that Bobby's happy here and wants to be here. And so I think he stays, but that's what it's about for me. This weekend's yeah. about getting Bobby Portis back and then maybe finding one other guy that can come in here and make an impact throughout the season. Yeah, Bobby was just, what, brewing coffee at a local coffee shop the other day I saw with video. And, yeah. I mean, like Pat Connaughton, not, I mean, there's just they're not going anywhere. Like, it, they're not going anywhere. Because I was going to even ask you, like, are you 100% confident Bobby Portis will be back to the Bucks somewhere in the range of a four-year, $49 million? Uh, I'm 99. 99. 99%. Okay. So I'd you would be say, stunned 100%, if 100%, but you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's another thing the Bucks could do this offseason, and that is give Brooke Lopez an extension somewhere in the range of three years, $40 million, which would be another four years because he's got one year now. But we've, you know, Brooke Lopez is now obviously in his early mid 30s, had an injury this past year that kept him out a long time. 
Your reaction to the Bucks theoretically giving Brooke Lopez a three-year extension, let's call it in the $40 million range, your reaction would be more negative than positive. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. I, I might vomit for days on end. <laughs> okay. A three-year, $40 million ex- You want to extend, Brooke? Uh, let me just say, let me tease it and say I don't. Um, but it is a thing they can do. It's one of the few guys they have who they can legitimately extend at this point. No, I think... Uh... I, I, I think I think this is a nice farewell tour for Brooke. Well, let me reposition it then. Get Brooke on the trade block. Now, find something younger. Trade Brooke. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. See, I like, I like this squad, though. Here's the problem, though, and I, I want you to obviously answer more, more long, but, like, it's either trade him now, extend him, or lose him next offseason for nothing. Yeah, I'm fine with that. What are you going to get for Brooke? I don't know. So, I mean, even if you're taking back a, a neutral or even negative value if contract. If we have Brooke Lopez that... for a season and then whatever happens, happens, and then we lose Brooke Lopez for nothing, I will go on living my life just fine. Okay. So you just so you would not react well to the extension. Sometimes I just – we're always like, oh, trade him or you get him for nothing. Sometimes it's okay to get some – sometimes it's okay to have a guy here, finish his contract, and then not get anything for – I don't think we need – I don't think we need to get something for Brooke. I'd rather what we're going to get out of Brooke is the year of Brooke. Well, let me let me disagree with you for one of the first times in this segment. The the challenge there is like if it's the NFL and a guy leaves and the way that they can make contracts, you know, however they want, they can backload, they can front load, they can hide stuff in future what do they call those future fake void years and like it, it the NFL contracts are total nonsense. Not a myth, mind you, but nonsense. The NBA, like, when you're an over-the-cap team like the Bucks, if you lose Brooke Lopez, it's not like you can sign someone else. Like, oh, good, now we have $13 million to sign somebody else. You you need to, at some point, turn the guys you don't envision being on your team in a year and a half into something else because you just you, you can't then get a different $13 million player. When you have Brooke at $13 million, you can get a different player in that salary range. So I, I think I'm going to have to even strongly disagree. Like, if... If you lose Brooke for nothing, I'd almost, I, I think in order, I would rather trade Brooke this offseason, then extend Brooke, and then last place would be losing Brooke for nothing next offseason. Because, again, I, you, you're putting your your roster in a, in a bad spot then because you can't replace him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. Well, let's have, a, let's have a stupid, quick, fun one here just to conclude. It seems like the Kevin Durant stuff has subsided. I just want to know. I don't even know how to phrase this in an mm-hmm, so I'm just going to ask you. What would have been, or what would be, like, let's say Kyrie, you know, even though he opted in, let's say he still says, nah, I'm still going to leave. And then KD says, you know what, then I'm going to leave too. It's probably not the Bucks. Let's just be honest. So let's just have it be a stupid fun one. But what would you, like, John Horse should pick up the phone and call and say, hey, Sean Marks, GM of the Nets, I have this package for you. It's my best offer for Kevin Durant. What is it for you, Bart? Well, it's got to be Middleton. It's got to be Middleton. Or Drew, but probably Middleton. Well, middle, well, middle, he'd be taking Middleton's quote-unquote role. Yeah, you can you can make it work, but uh, I, I, I do agree with you. It would be Middleton. Yeah, they'd probably want Drew. I mean, yeah, I'd trade Middleton and Drew for KD. And then you'd have to take out some extra salary, so you'd probably take on like a Joe Harris. So. Oh no, darn. Well, I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think Joe Harris. Yeah. Okay, so your best offer, and you would do, so you're, again, let me just say, you're John Horst, 
My best offer is probably Drew, Chris, and I don't know. Who else? What else is an asset? No, I mean, I first off, I think you've just given a, an, an incredible offer. Like, if you're the Nets, like, would they rather maybe get, like, a young Zion-esque player where they can rebuild and maybe? But, man, if you're willing to give a Middleton... I mean, I, you I pair Giannis and uh, KD together. Good night. I agree with you. I, I think I agree with you. And then, like I said, you would have to take back like a Joe Harris, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, wow, so you would do both guys. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, def- I, I would because KD and Giannis would just destroy everybody. But now who's your starting point guard? And now it's Georgia. <laughs> okay, Bart, you do that trade. Luca Vildoza. Luca Vildoza and George Hill as your starting point guard. Mm-hmm. Where, do you, or, mm-hmm. where do you think would be the... Best play for for Kevin Durant, if he did get traded, where would be the best like place for him to go in the NBA in terms of storyline? Oh, storyline, OKC or Golden State. I think Memphis. No, no, for storyline, I was gonna before you said for storyline, I was going to say Memphis. Well, that then the Warriors and Memphis hate each other now and add KD to that mix. I guess that's fair. I mean, from a basketball perspective, I was going to answer Memphis. Because if you can give up, like, Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr., those are two really good players from the Grizzlies. The Nets would probably take that, especially if Kevin Durant said, I'm gone. You know, and so the alternative is, I don't know, some other trade package. Bain and Jaron Jackson would be a really good trade for, you know, for the Nets to get back if KD said he was walking. I would rather that package, I think, if you're the Nets, um... But storyline, okay. I mean, go back, going back to the Thunder. You know, Kevin Durant once started a movie called Thunderstruck. Oh, I, I did mean, see like, that. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, have you watched Rise? No, I've heard it's great. I have not watched Rise yet either. Yeah, I just don't like watching things. Yeah, and I mean, unless they're superheroes. Well, yeah, I watched Miss Marvel yesterday. So you watched Miss Marvel and you watched uh, the new Doctor Strange the day it came out, but Rise. And, and I watched Eternals this weekend. And Eternals, mm-hmm. but but the, the Giannis movie can wait. Well, I'll get to it. Okay. All right, buddy. All right. Thank you. See ya. Paul Emig, our goodest of buddies on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're applying for a home renovation loan and you're feeling anxious, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Brewers beat the Rays. And, uh... We've got a, not the BART caller standings, but the WSSP caller standings have been released. We'll explain. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle.
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.